Difficult thing to say. <laughs> Unique New York. You guys want to do um, vocal warm ups? I'll, I'll lead us in some red, yellow, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Um, what's the one uh, that? Oh, um, what to do to die today? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What's the one? You've been saying it for two minutes before we started recording. Ooh, I can expert. never remember the beginning. Hashtag theater kid. I know them all. Minimum aluminum liniment cinnamon minimum aluminum aluminum liniment. <laughs> that one's really hard. Um, how are you guys? Doing? Sorry, how I can't relate. Really... I was cool in high school. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just Savage. kidding. I was bullied. <laughs> and then I became the bully. <laughs> we have to rise above. <laughs> and I'll rise up. The There's so much hate in this world. Us. We oh, have to rise line. above. Says what Demi Lovato. Saying? Haven't you heard Demi Lovato say that? At the beginning no. of one of her songs, she goes, there's so much hate in this world. We have to rise above. <laughs> and she's like on the screen. I think it was at the Grammys on the screen. She's like showing all of these mean tweets towards her. But they're literally like oh. anonymous two follower accounts. This is such a Demi Lovato move. Oh, she God. says, really... And she said, there's so much hate in this world while she, like, attacks a small business for caring about <laughs> diabetics. Get out of here, Demi. Oh, Demi, Demi. Go make another documentary. I have to say that um, because of our conversation last week about the Demi Lovato Froyo incident, I went and got Froyo the next day. So I guess we're helping the industry. Well, but are you helping, wow. like, a Pinkberry or are you helping, like, a small business, Cam? Okay, can't really say it was small business. I think it was a chain. What but... was it? Menchie's? Your home? No. I I did famously work at a Menchie's in high school. Um, No, but there was no Menchie's in New York. That must I be went regional. To, I think it's called 16 Handles. There are there 16 flavors and you pull the handles? I think, I think that's Oh, the, that's... The... And how many of them are non-fat, Cam? <laughs> honestly i didn't look and see if there's any sugar-free options but yeah, i should have and honestly i don't care for frozen yogurt why not just go the extra mile and get yourself some ice cream i only like I it for the, the toppings. toppings yeah the toppings Aww, oh my yeah. god they both like toppings <laughs> we're so unique the toppings <laughs> are the best part you just get a little unique bit of yogurt and then just shove a bunch of little brownies. Wait, what is what is everyone's go-to toppings on Froyo? Okay. Okay, so I get I do I'm pretty basic. I do like the Greek yogurt, Greek frozen yogurt. Ugh, so it's not No. Yep. And I do that those little like mochi balls. Oh, those are so good. And then yeah. I do some fresh strawberries. Oh, um, I hate you, oh, healthy whore. <laughs> I don't remember what else. I really haven't gotten um, for all you since high school. It's basically but now just I'm a bre- it. It's like a breakfast. Dessert. It's a brekkie bowl. <laughs> but I it's do love the taste. Breakfast. I love the texture of those mochis. Those are so good. Maggie, what do you get? So, hmm. Usually just a bunch of the little brownie squares. <laughs> <laughs> but the best one I ever got, I got, um, I think, a little bit of Heath. With the brownies, mm, Heath is really good. good. And mm, then I got yeah. I got a little bit of peanut butter drizzle. That's mm. good. That's and good. that was quite fun. I get well when I worked at Menchie's, I had like I kind of got, um, I guess you would say brag, uh, brag about it. 
when I worked at Menchie's, um, since every shift we got a free five dollars for the frozen yogurt. Um, oh gosh. You know, humble brag. Dangerous, dangerous. But I had a routine. I would get vanilla and cookies and cream froyo, mm. and then I would put um, like Reese's peanut butter cups, which they were like frozen at Menchie's, so they were extra good, mm. and um, hot sauce, and then maybe some peanut butter. Hot and sauce. Maybe a little bit of. Or not. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> comes out with this I love freakish... sweet and savory. You said that way too calmly. We have to a talk about it. <laughs> hot fudge <laughs> sauce. Yeah, and love sometimes I would hot get fudge. um, sometimes I would get a little cookie dough ball. Hot fuzz. <laughs> Good one. But yeah uh, yeah so i got menchies or not menchies i got froyo last week man and, um, oh you guys are really making me want some froyo right now the, i'm wanting the ice cream. brand here is spoon liquors it's called spoon liquors Ooh. oh yes it's i've had it it's good it is good i don't know why that sounds like kind of disturbing to me and when Maybe, i lived where did on you go get froyo when i lived in sorry when i lived in virginia there was a little tiny chain they had maybe five store friends i don't even know if that's a chain and it's called sweet frog and the frog stands for fully rely on god so it was like the chick-fil-a it's a chick-fil-a of froyo chick-fil-a of frozen yogurt i remember before the um america's great frozen yogurt craze a couple years like probably 10 years ago you know when they all started popping up Mm -hmm. the a-g-f-y-c you know when they america's great frozen yogurt at least around me they all there's gonna be a documentary about that one day yeah. yeah, but the one that was there before all those that was there forever was TCBY. Did mm, you guys have yeah, those? Yeah, the country's best yogurt. Yeah. I've had it in Ann Arbor. This country's best yogurt, yeah. So that's what I got um, before the craze, and then it was Menchie's. Mm. Or a couple orange I've, leaves around. Um, I've never been to Pinkberry, which everyone, like, like when you say Froyo, people think of that. but Because you, you don't get to pick your own I think toppings. that's for Coastal Elites. They like, do it for you. Uh. Yeah, Pinkberry <laughs> is the shop for Coastal I'm kidding. I have no really idea where is. they're located. I just they're all in California. Californians talking about them. They have one at the Detroit airport. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, in the Delta terminal. Oh, I fly oh, United, so. I fly. Just kidding. I, fly Delta. I actually Spirit. fly Delta most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Allegiant. What did Maggie say? She Allegiant. said Spirit. Frontier. That's Frontier what I do, used to serve these great chocolate chip cookies, and they were really warm, and it was honestly worth Wait, it. Wait, Frontier? But now they don't. No, Frontier's <laughs> it new was worth thing it is for having listen. no tray or seatbelt. Did belt. I say this? Did I say this on a no. on the podcast? Their new thing they say on every flight because I took Frontier to and from Florida. They said, and you know we don't give anything out free, so we're passing around this thing to sign up for a credit card, and you can maybe get a free pen if you do. So that's the only thing you get on the flight. They didn't wow, let me out, they, incur some credit card debt for a free They didn't pen. even hand out waters or anything. It was crazy. That is crazy. And they kept, saying we're, we're, they kept saying we're the most eco-friendly, um, uh, whatever. Airline. Airline. And it's literally because they probably have the least amount of planes, right? Uh, or you're... just, like, the least amount of pollution because they don't, um offer that many flights or they don't even offer any um Baggage. plastic water oh bottles. right <laughs> exactly oh true they should just come around and pour water in your mouth from a from <laughs> a glass carafe what if they had like a water fountain in the back <laughs> yeah <laughs> everyone gets a straw sink, and you just put it the in sink there doubles as a water fountain yeah <laughs> oh. wow honestly if the stars aren't flying a legion then they hate the environment 
That's like so how everyone's cool. like Leonardo DiCaprio's. He's fake because he he's his whole thing is like eco friendly, and then he flies pri- private planes everywhere. I feel like if you're Leonardo DiCaprio, you have to fly a private plane. Or huh? what? Someone's gonna look at you like. Listen, he could, he could take a boat. He could take a Listen, boat. Listen, I think any person, can, any person can have the humility to get on a normal flight. You're right. You're right. Unless you're Meghan Markle. I'll allow it yeah, in that she case. Can't do. Or Beyonce. Taylor I don't Swift. think Beyonce. I think I think she knows teleportation. I think that's what's going on with Beyonce. Who, Taylor Swift. Maybe? She drives everywhere because she's not like other girls. <laughs> she rides a horse. <laughs> um, I had a good opportunity for a transition and I'm going to y- go back to it. Leonardo DiCaprio is a movie star, of course. And you know what happened? Really? And he won an <laughs> Oscar. <was> the Oscars. <laughs> wow. What a great transition. America's and biggest night of movie stars. Brad Pitt. Sorry. And Brad Pitt was at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Ratty boy in his little um, ponytail. Yeah, he looked like he came straight from the beach. He did. He always be looking like that. So, um, to start off our, um, Oscars talk, Oscar talk, um, I have some somewhat unexciting news to share that we all tied in our, um, our Oscars predictions. We did pretty well. We all got eight out of 11. And basically what happened was all of the categories that we differed on, we all got wrong. Oh, So for actress, we got wrong. Um, we got adapted screenplay wrong. And then, um, best actor, we all chose Chadwick Boseman and he- I think everyone in the um, world chose Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that was weird. What were your impressions of the Oscars, everyone? Really quite boring, honestly. Like, I did appreciate that they were doing it in a fun location and stuff. And I thought they did that mm-hmm. really well. Like, I thought it still looked nice and everything. But the lack of musical performances during it and just, like, interact. I love seeing, like, the interactions between, like, stars and, like, all that stuff is the best part of the Oscars, in my opinion. And that was really not there because everyone was trying to distance themselves. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think that one, so there people are very divisive on the musical performances at the Oscars because I don't know. I, I I'm very pro musical performances, but when I think about the last Oscars we watched, there were really bad musical performances. The only good one really was Cynthia Erivo and the other ones were really snoozy. But then this year they had people like her and Leslie Odom Jr. And I would have loved to see them sing. Mm-hmm. Didn't they sing I at did the beginning? Watch... Or... Yeah, but I would have liked it in the, I guess a live performance in the main show would have been more And what was the point and of it that? breaks it up. Why didn't they do it? I think they wanted to try something new, but I think the producers of the Oscars just didn't feel like it really fit the theme of the show, and they wanted it to be more about the movies rather than the music. But music is a very essential part of movies, in my opinion. I agree. Also, it's not like it's a ton of music. It's literally just five or however many songs. Five, Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I didn't like how they didn't play movie clips for a lot of the nominations. Yeah. That's, like, such a fun part of it. I agree. I like the movie clips, and I like it when they do, like, little kind of, like, historical stuff with, like, a bunch of movie clips from old movies. Like, I love it when they do just the, yeah, that kind of stuff, and I didn't feel like there was a lot of that. Even in the, I saw a funny tweet about, like, 
the success of this year's Oscar was that they figured out how to do the in memoriam part so quickly or whatever. Like, it was the fastest. They didn't, like, linger on anyone or show clips of any of the... Also, they left out Jessica Walters and Naya Rivera. Oh, my God. What the hell? Yeah. Um, It was very rushed. I think we should talk about the, I guess the ending which i feel like is going to go down in a little bit of oscar's history as like a kind of what the hell happened moment but um for people that didn't watch because really almost no one watched i looked at the ratings (laughs) the 2020 oscars which happened pre-pandemic had almost 24 million viewers and this oscars had 8 million viewers wow oh my gosh it's the first time i think it's dipped under 10 and 20 million viewers wow um, which I think a lot of that has to do with pandemic things. Of course. However, it is sad. Um, the ending. So traditionally, Best Picture is the last thing presented and the show ends. And it's like this really grand moment. Mm-hmm. But they moved Best Picture to the third to last award because um, Best Actress and Best Actor, they thought, I guess... This is just speculation. They thought it would be more exciting because Best Actress was really up in the air and then Best Actor was supposed to be Chad or supposedly was going to be Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. And it would be this great tribute to him. But Chadwick Boseman did not win. Anthony Hopkins won and he wasn't there and he didn't prepare a video or anything. So it was just Joaquin Phoenix presenting it to him. Joaquin Phoenix did not want to be there. So it's someone that does not want to be there presenting it to someone that is not there. (laughs) And then it just ended. It was, it was rough. It, it like went down like a lead balloon. It was not. I'm confused. Not like, it. did the did the producers truly not see who's gonna win? Yeah, I read that. So PwC, which is a really big accounting firm, they tr- traditionally do the tallies for the Oscars, and they were under a lot of water because a couple of years ago when they mixed up the whole La La Land Moonlight mm-hmm. thing. So only the people counting it get to see. No one from the Academy or working on the show gets to see. And I guess that was really a good indicator to show that they didn't get to see because I'm sure that they would not have put that last if they knew Anthony Hopkins was going to win. Yeah, I'm just confused why they would do that if they didn't have an assurance. Because if it wasn't Chadwick, then it was going to be a flop of an ending. If they're going to rearrange the entire order of it. That was very risky. I feel like Anthony Hopkins winning kind of goes to show probably how old (laughs) the academy members are honestly Mm -hmm. and probably not that diverse if we're going off like the golden globes i i I don't know how different the voting body is from theirs well the oscars is like tens of thousands i think it's over ten thousand. yeah i know but like i i don't know the the um demographics of it all i would just assume it's a lot of older people i haven't seen um I haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom yet, but I did watch The Father a few nights ago, and I thought Anthony Hopkins' performance was incredible, but that is such a huge risk to take. And it is such a, um upset, like, yeah. seeing what Chadwick's been winning this season. Yeah. Um, so that was quite upsetting. Um, I guess, it. you know, I'm, I'm like, upset because Chadwick didn't win, but also just upsetting from, like, a show standpoint. Like, it just didn't – they really flopped. But you can't put them at fault too much because they didn't know what was going to happen. But you take that risk being a producer of the show, you know? Right. Who would have given the acceptance speech? His wife? Yeah. Yeah, and his wife did a great job at the Golden Globes. <laughs> right. Um, or his, his widow. Um, 
Uh, there were some things I liked about the Oscars. I really liked Ya Jung Yoon's speech, and Brad Pitt presented it to yes. her. And it was she was really cute. Oh my god, I was just like smiling from ear to ear the whole speech. She I loved so it when funny. she when she said, um, like, see, this is why mommy works so hard or whatever. She's like, she goes, <laughs> I don't you made re- me work and yeah. now I get this. And now look, <laughs> it was so cute. I loved it because Brad Pitt was a producer, an executive producer of Minari. And so she was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Brad, where were you doing filming? Nice oh, to meet yeah. you. And called him out. It was so funny. It was great. Um, a couple other speeches I liked. I really liked Chloe Zhao's speech for Best Director. I thought she like went up there with like an idea of what she was going to do. And it was like a tribute to um, her childhood and how she was raised in China. And I thought that was really cool. Also, I appreciate. I honestly don't mind when actors go up there and basically don't give a speech like Frances McDormand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't I mind that. that, especially since she's won. This is her third win. Like, go ahead, just do that. And I thought mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya's was really fun. Like, I was gonna say, yeah, he just started the rambling at the comment. end. Yeah, that went it was, viral. It was. Um, it was apparently. A good speech, Apparently in the um, the press, like, because they go to a room afterwards and talk to the press, and they were sending it in my Slack channel at work, the person that was there for BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. he was being saying, like, I'm not going to look at my phone. My mom's texting me, and I bet she's mad. I'm not looking at my phone. <laughs> like, he was, like, really worried about it for the entire time he was in the press Because si- they area. cut to his sister and his mom, and his sister was, like, <laughs> had her, had her hands, hands in her head. Her head in her hands, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. I was happy for him and Yajun Yoon. Me Another too. speech I thought that was really good. It went on quite a bit long, but did you guys see Thomas Vinterberg's um, speech about his daughter? Oh, yeah. That was really good. Who? So Thomas Vinterberg directed Another Round. And oh, while he, he won? Was filming, mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for Best International? Or for, yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. That movie was so good. Go on. Um, Basically, he talked about how dirt, while he was filming Another Round, his daughter passed away <gasps> unexpectedly. In a car accident. How? I don't, it was in I don't a car really accident with um someone who was texting and driving. He said it in his speech. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh and he was gosh. talking about how like she was actually going to be in the movie and mm-hmm. she was talking about he was talking about how like Mads Mickelson like really helped him and he was I think he was friends with his daughter and all this stuff. Yeah, it was I didn't really know where he was going with the speech, but then he said that and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so sad." But it was a really good speech yeah. cuz he was saying like we made the movie for her, all this stuff. So that was oh nice gosh. that he won. Yeah. So the speeches were long because they really weren't cutting them off at all. Right. There was Um, no music playing, playing them off. But uh, another takeaway I had from the Oscars is I think Regina King should host. Yeah, she's great. (laughs) And Glenn Close. (laughs) Duh butt. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That that was so hilarious. That was so good. Um, Yeah, basically, they did, like, a little bit with Glenn Close where she was talking about the song The Butt, and then she danced, and it was Excuse me. It's called Duh Butt. Duh butt. Duh butt. Sorry. Was that, was that very... planned? Yeah, everyone's thinking it's it was planned. I really yeah. don't. I don't know, but probably. But that was a very special moment for us, Cam, because we have a special connection with that song. A history with that song. <laughs> I've never yeah. even heard that song. I don't think. We sang it before every performance with Gimbal. With Glenn yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. With Glenn Close. Um. Uh. Did you guys like any of the fashion? <laughs> Um, honestly chloe zhao's look i just loved it i love that she doesn't wear any makeup and i love her classic braids and i thought her dress was like kind of in a way casual but still really like chic and oscar worthy Mm. (laughs) 
Lakeith Stanfield looked oh yeah unreal. Yeah. Regina, um, as always, mm-hmm. looks yes, unreal. I loved Regina. I she has ha- not missed I, a single time this award season. I agree. She absolutely like destroyed. Um, I really liked Carrie Mulligan. I don't know if everyone's on the team Carrie Mulligan big gold dress, but I liked that. Hey, that's I, and fun. I think. Um, it was a two-piece, I think Angela right? Bassett looks good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Angela yeah, was... Bassett is in, like blows my mind every time I look at her. Yeah. She's 62, I think. Crazy. She looks like she could be 30. Yes. yes. She looks so amazing. Literally half of her and, age. Yeah. yeah, she looked amazing in that dress. Um, Steven Yun, he looked... He was just wearing all Gucci head-to-toe, but he did a Vanity Fair shoot after that, and he looked amazing. Oh, my oh, God, honestly, Alan Kim in his little shorts. Oh, my gosh, and his knee oh high socks, and he walked his yeah. dog. Oh, my gosh. I um, want him to be my child. Same. I loved Andrew Day's look. Oh, yeah, she I liked that. She just looked hot. Yeah. She was wearing some sparkly gold thing, and she is so gorgeous. Also, we learned, or I, at least I learned, it's not Andre Day, it's Andra Day. Yeah, Because her name's Cassandra. Oh. Oh, guys, but... I don't want to hate on anyone. I think Halle Berry's one of the most beautiful people in the entire world, but her hair. Hair. No, no. Yeah, it was not it. It reminded me of the sister in Fleabag. (laughs) Yeah, it's when she gets the. (laughs) Yeah. And what's the sister's name where they have the same name? Claire. Her and Claire. Claire and Claire. Yeah. Her love interest. And he goes, oh, you look so chic. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. (laughs) Hair is everything. Um, And then also this week, are you guys done with the Oscars? Oh, I had a couple more things. Okay, go ahead. We saw the first trailer for West Side Story, which is Steven Spielberg's Ansel Elgore and Rachel Zegler, not Maddie Ziegler, famously. (laughs) Um, But Maddie Ziegler's in it, isn't she? Yeah, so that's confusing. That's going to confuse me. I'm already saying that now. It's coming out around Christmas, so not for a while. And it really wasn't a trailer. It was more like a preview because they didn't, like, actually – they just showed a couple scenes of New York and then, like, one ensemble scene. Um, And then there was a trailer for – Nine Perfect Strangers, which is the, <gasps> the show I talked about um, in our episode about most anticipated things mm. of the year. The it's Moriarty the, uh, uh, writer who yeah, did Nicole Kidman, Big Little Lies. McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, oh, I want to tell you guys. So I tweeted for BuzzFeed again for the Oscars. Um, but I had kind of before and like during the commercials, I had come up with some tweets for every single one almost was wrong i had one for chadwick oh, i had no. one for viola davis oh no and i had one for nomadland so i ended up using the nomadland one and i ha- have this basically this program that helps you like create gifs and screenshots on my computer and it's a little bit ahead of the tv of the oscars so i see who wins before the tv does and um, oh wow oh, it's just like i think Exclusive. a live from the show but um so I saw Nomadland won Best Picture. I go to tweet it and I cl- click, was about to click it and Hulu had used the same exact GIF with the same exact oh text gosh. already. Oh my gosh. So I had, to, I had to quickly get a new Really GIF original ideas. Just kidding. But I know. Cam has beef with Hulu. So, yeah. And then I was going, to, when Glenn Close was doing that little dancing bit, I I blacked out trying to get a GIF so quickly of that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Must get Glenn Close shaking her butt. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was my little. I have beef with Hulu, and I actually know someone that works at Hulu social media, so I'm beefing with you. Wow, I, I hope guess they you listen. Know everyone. I don't think she'll listen, but 
hey that's you know so who you funny are. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming for you hulu um yeah so that's our oscars wrap up i'm excited for uh you know, a post-pandemic Oscars next year where red carpet, more, yeah, more movie stars. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it makes sense that not as many people watched it this year because, like, yeah. nobody's going to the movies. Nobody's like past. Honestly, I wasn't even that passionate about most of these movies in general. Wait, we forgot. I last week we said we were going to rank the movies. Do like do our individual ranking of the best picture do you guys remember that yeah but i still haven't watched um yeah I'm mank the only one that i will them not all. be watching mank i'm so sorry but i will not watch mank and i still have to watch judas and the black messiah can i give my ranking and i least? still have to watch a few because um i did not keep my promise and that's okay because well, you know what i'm gonna watch things that i want to watch um, yeah i just yeah. really could not get myself to watch mank I literally put it on like two times speed and I tried <laughs> and it still seemed too that slow. That would have been insane. It was torturous. Torturous. Wait, I'm, I'm forgetting sorry. one of the Treasure? Most... Oh, okay. No, I got it. Cam, you okay, can, can give, give us my your... rankings? Yes, of yes. course. Okay. We're starting at number eight, which a little controversial. Number eight, The Father. <gasps> Thought it was boring. Um, seven, Mank. Six, Sound of Metal. Five, Trial of the Chicago Seven. Four, Judas and the Black Messiah. Three, Promising Young Woman. I wrote pretty. I think I was thinking of pretty woman. Um, <laughs> Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> two, Nomadland. And one, Minari. Minari. Um, so that's well, my ranking. I like that. Wait, what was your number two? I would not Nomadland. put Promising Woman, Promising Young Woman that high. Um, I, I like will s- update you guys next week with my list, and I'm just and not going to watch well. Mank and put it at number eight. I'm sorry. That's fine. I assume that's um, where it would go anyway. Promising a Woman, I and Judas and the Black Messiah were very close for me. Um, they both have very upsetting scenes towards the end that go on quite long. Um, I just liked the kind of comedic aspect of Promising Young Woman a little bit more than Judas and the Black Messiah, but the performances in Judas, like between like Keith and um, and Daniel, are absolutely incredible. I need to watch so, that. Still. I would recommend. It's My mom upsetting, keeps though. telling me she wants to watch it with me, and I'm like, I really don't think you do. And she's like, No, <laughs> it looks good. It looks really good. And I was like, Ah. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's Oscar talk for um, 2021. Thanks for going through this award season with me. Wouldn't have wanted to do it with anyone else. Ditto. Right I can't you. wait for an in-person one because I live for God, the perfect moments. for next year. I'm yeah. so ready for this. And guys, who over. knows? Maybe we'll be there next year. We'll be, ho- we'll be interviewing on the red carpet. Yeah, maybe we'll actually be hosts. The Culture Countdown hosts the Oscars. Cam will be on the red carpet for buzzfeed and he'll be having to run back and forth from both stations the culture countdown station (laughs) yeah famously um so this week they announced that i guess like a week or two from now elon musk will be hosting snl and miley cyrus's musical guest and there has been some very visceral reactions to this uh especially from some of the snl cast yes um Bowen Yang had I our beloved know, our beloved Bowen Yang tweeted some I don't even know what he tweeted but he was pissed he like what the hell or no like um I saw one thing he's put on his Instagram I think that said 
it was Elon's what did, tweet. Yes. said, how live will Saturday Night Live really be? Let's see. And he and goes, then, what does this even mean? Yeah, Bowen's like, what the heck does this mean? And then I think, like, AD Bryant, right as that was announced, retweeted something about how it's, like, unethical to be a billionaire or whatever. And it just seems like a lot of people are upset over that because he also had a lot of, like, COVID denial tweets and stuff like yeah. that. Um mm-hmm. So I don't really understand why he's even hosting to begin with. That's kind of confusing to me. Yeah, I think it's going to be really hard to watch. And My biggest question is why didn't they just have Miley Cyrus host and be the musical guest? No, but what I'm surprised is that Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus agreed to sing with him on, on there. Do they know? I don't know. Who the host is going to be when they agree to be the musical guest? I don't know. I'm sure that they have to. Or like, did they lose yeah. a musical guest and then did they lose a host and then have to come up with somebody random? Like I don't, you know. I think it's like pretty well documented in like recently that SNL has during the pandemic has been having a tough time getting hosts and musical guests. Um, but it is interesting yeah, that they are going, you know, the strange. tech billionaire route rather Very than random. Like, going for. I, I would rather see, like, a lesser-known actor gonna be so bad. or, like, a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to be good. He's, like, cringy You know what they should have done, though? Like, what? Jeff Bezos? Grimes should have been the musical guest. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I literally was thinking that. Grimes uh, and Azalea Banks. That would have made it funny. Iggy and Azalea? <laughs> <laughs> um, I Up until this week, I thought Iggy, Azalea, and Azalea Banks were the same person. Much like my Maddie Ziegler... And Rachel Zegler. Rachel Zegler mix up. <laughs> hey, you know, names, they're hard. Like, if you have the same name, might as well be the same person, you know? I agree. Maggie, do you remember when we were um, supposed to be watching the Michigan football game, but we were just looking up the whole contro- the history of the controversy between Elon oh Musk, Grimes, yes, and House. Azalea Banks? Yeah. yeah, at Pizza House, and I was eating my broccoli and ginger ale. The meal of champions. Yes, of course. So that was, I feel like that's the only culture that really happened this week. Yeah. Do we want to do our countdown? Sure, let's go into it. So this week we are doing two separate countdowns, two minis. So we're two sides. Yeah, two sides of the same coin. Yes. (laughs) And so one of them is shows that were canceled too soon. And the other one is. Shows that went on too long and should have been canceled. True. And each one has five shows on it and, as always, a few honorable mentions. Yeah. So should we go – should we do one entire list at a time or should we go five, five, four, four? I think we should do one entire list. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to start with shows that ended too early? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll do number five, because I put this on the list. Okay. Um, number five is called Party Down. It's a show about caterers and the events they host. It's very much like, I don't know, like Parks and Rec vibes, kind of, but more, like, mm-hmm. darkly like comedic. Yeah, like, mockumentary type thing. And it was very small. It starred Adam Scott, Jane Lynch, and, like, a few other um recognizable names and it ended so soon but it was hilarious and it was like very crass and dark but it was still in like the fun mockumentary style show and it's like has kind of a cult following but it's so good i think it's on hulu now 
But I oh think my that. Gosh. What? Party Down limited series in development. Oh yeah, they're doing a reboot. <gasps> a month ago, I, I, I yeah. did hear oh, about that. They listened to us. They heard us oh just God. now. You're getting a live <laughs> feed Rudd, of the pod. Paul Rudd wrote the um, original. Oh really? Really? I didn't know that. Jinx. Oh, also, I love the Paul show. Rudd. I'm reading a little bit more about it. While mm-hmm. the show was warmly received by critics, its ratings were low. But they also lost Jane Lynch to Glee and Adam Scott to Parks and Rec. Well, oh, that's come back sad. Around. But, um, yeah, it definitely, I think it was one of those shows where people really fell in love with it after it was too mm-hmm. late. Yeah, I know. It's so life. sad. Yeah. And streaming. But should I, I want to watch that. Should I do Great number cast. four, too, since that was also mine? Yeah. Go for it. So our number four show that ended too early was called Trial, Trial and Error. It's the same, like, also the same kind of theme and mockumentary style as Parks and Rec in the office but it was like very quirky and out there and it starred very like lesser known people and then also the woman who played um Emma Pillsbury in Glee and it was Mm. about a like big defense attorney whatever who comes to a really tiny town very like a la Schitt's Creek and um comes to defend this guy and like Emma Pillsbury is the prosecutor and it's just very funny and he hires like small people from the small town to like help him and be his paralegal and they have no idea what they're doing and they're trying to figure out this murder but it's so funny. Kristen Chenoweth is in it in the second season. Yes she is a very small role but it got canceled after a year which is sad. Mm. Huh. Um, so sorry, trial and error. You were I've on it. I've literally NBC. never heard of that show. I know it. They really just didn't do any promotion for it. Mm. And I thought it was hilarious. It was in 2017. Yeah, they really didn't do anything for it. <sighs> it reminds oh, wait, me of that show that. About... It reminds me of that show that didn't get renewed. That um, oh, Rashida Jones was in. That was like stupid comedy. Um, and she oh, played yeah. a cop or something, but it was like I think so um, Steve Carell produced it. Angie he and his Tribeca. wife, An- yeah, Angie, Angie Tribeca. Tribeca. That show was funny. Yeah, it was like really dumb but funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maggie, do you want to do number th- four, three? Oh yeah, of course. This is Maggie's. This is mine, of course. And, and one of my favorite is. shows. This is one of my favorite shows, and it's a little show called Avatar: The Last Airbender, and. This really was the perfect show, and it didn't, like, it was wrapped up in a nice way, but I think they were planning to do more seasons because it ends with this big cliffhanger of Zuko asking where his mom is because we think the whole series is that she's dead, and then he learns that she's alive, so he asks his evil father <laughs> where his mom is, and then the show ends. Like, that's literally where it ends, and so you're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen, but... They never tackled that. Now, Why we'll did it see. get canceled? I don't think it really got... I don't know what happened. I think maybe something with, like, the rights of the show got changed. I don't even know. Or maybe... It, you know, I'm going to have to look into that. But they are doing a live action one now. We'll see how that goes. Everyone, all fans of the show, are very nervous for that. Because mm-hmm. I think the... um original creators were attached to the project at first but have since left i think mm-hmm. and that's very concerning but i don't know maybe they'll further the story in that one 
I'd honestly wouldn't argue with them just picking up the animated show where they left off because right. it's perfect. But they're doing all these weird things with um the new one, like switching the characters' ages, making the older sister the younger sister, all this stuff that is like weird, really important to the storyline. I don't know, like why mess with it? That interesting choice. M Night, the M Night Shyamalan movie of this show was like yeah. reviled by everyone. So why wouldn't they just like stick to the source material in this one? Because he went so far off on that one. I don't know. You'd think they would learn from the mistake, but I hope also, it's good. You know. Why do they have M Night do it? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It feels like a weird fit. It is random. It's very random because it's like I, a fantasy I, world, kind of like right. I don't know. I only said M Night because I can never pronounce his last name. Yeah. Um. Cam, do you want to do number two? <laughs> Did you watch the show? I mean, I can intro it, and then you guys can take over. <laughs> Go um, ahead. This list is really not a lot of shows I've seen. Um, number two is Arrested Development, which basically, you guys can correct me, but it was canceled, and then they rebooted it on Netflix. Right. Yep. About Probably about okay. ten years later, honestly. Right. And the storyline was very... It was weird. They were, like, showing the end from everybody's perspective mm-hmm. differently. So they kept repeating the same episode from everybody else's point mm-hmm. of view. Oh. And it was very bad. And, like, Portia de Rossi got a bunch of, like, got a bunch of plastic surgery oh, yeah. when she was unrecognizable, like, for the show. And they never even explained it. So you didn't know if it was, like, for the plot because they never yeah. went into it or if it was her. Or, like, it was so weird. I don't and know. then that didn't get renewed obviously and then recently they did another season and it was a little bit better but still like Hmm. they should have just ended it after the original like whatever three or four seasons i honestly like what i thought the newer ones were like there were definitely parts that i still laughed at and because the the actors are just so amazing in that show that like you're gonna laugh at them no matter like and and it's just like a funny story is jason bateman in that yeah yeah he's the main guy um but the old ones were just so perfect and right. this is another one of those shows that was like people really started to realize like what like kind of how revolutionary it was after it, uh-huh. it was done because I don't know it was the perfect show it, it had is like so funny. the comedy and like they had recurring jokes that mm-hmm. were very like well written through the entire series mm-hmm. and like very subtle themes and jokes that kept going yeah. and it was just so underrated and so ahead of its time. I think it's one of the best movies ever, I mean, the best shows ever made. <laughs> they also had such good guest guest stars, like yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, yeah, she Amy played a blind Kohler, lawyer. Uh, right, Martin when she Short. was married to Will Arnett, because yeah. he was in it. Martin yeah, Charlie Theron a... was in a whole story arc. Mr. F. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, good. So you guys are saying that the show should have kept going in the original. Yeah. Right. Okay. For a couple more seasons. Not the... Because this could go on either... Reboot. This could really go on either list, but, yeah, like, true. I wish it would have kept going as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but when it was picked up by Netflix, they just did a terrible job. There's this really good... Um, this video, really good video on YouTube that compares, like, rebooting TV shows, like, a good way, which was Community, and a bad way, which was Arrested Development, and Community did a really good job of picking it up and rewriting it to be similar, despite having a different writer Wait, and communi- showrunner. Oh. Um, community did their platform. Communities was, what? like, a year apart. It, I don't know. It, would you call yeah, it Yeah, but they lost so? a lot of people, like, they lost 
Donald Glover. Obviously, they lost. Um, what's his name? Chevy Chase, Yvette Nicole. Chevy Brown. Chase for, and then they lost the writer who like created Dan the Harmon, show. Yeah. Dan Harmon, and there was like a lot of tension, but the show still kind of kept its original. Mm-hmm. vibe i guess for lack of better word but then when they rebe- rebooted arrested De- development they like threw everything that worked out the window and went a really weird yeah. direction reboots are risky weird. yeah i haven't They're seen a lot risky. of good ones well, that would be a good episode best reboots yeah that would be or good. worst reboot best and worst yeah there you go movies too um okay uh who wants to do number one? Oh, honorable mention honorable mention oh do you want to do it, Cam? Sure. Um, the honorable mention is um, The Newsroom, which was a show written by Aaron Sorkin, who we've talked about quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just nominated for Trial of the Chicago 7. I guess, I don't know what he was nominated for. Best picture? Um, he also really famously wrote um, The West Wing. Mm-hmm. But basically, the show ended just because he didn't want to do it anymore. I think he wanted to go more towards movies. Um, and this had a really great cast, Jeff Daniels, um, mm-hmm. and it was a really cool premise. Dev kind of Patel, similar world to the West Wing. Yeah. Jane Fonda. Um, and then oh, I always forget his name. He's in he's also in um Grace and Frankie. He's the old white haired man. But he's in mm-hmm. it. And it only lasted, I think, three seasons. Um two or three. Two yeah. or three. Oh, and Olivia Munn was in it. But Mm, it was such, it was so well written. Like, I feel like sometimes Sorkin, this is like Sorkinism at its Mm. highest is like, this is best seen in the West Wing, but these long speeches in every episode about like our principles and our morals and why we do these things and what we're fighting for. And it like gets everyone to get together and like do this high, like this hard thing that nobody else is doing. Mm -hmm. And this show is about um, a news outlet that decides to only tell important news that needs to be told not because it gets high ratings but because it needs to be told Mm. and they did it um in a way where it was like set a little bit earlier so that they could tell stories in their way that actually happened in real life like that one senator who was shot in the head i forget her name Mm. oh the uh, gabby giffords the representative yeah the representative yeah sorry and then um the oil spill and like all this kind of stuff like and then they told it in their way and i thought that like the chemistry between everyone on this set was really good i feel like the speeches were obviously a little preachy but not (laughs) sorkinist but not as bad as the west wing to the point where you can like get on board with it and i it was so good and it could have gone longer i wish it did yeah, I really, I, like, studying what I studied in college, it felt very, like, akin to the conversations that we had in class, but, like, mm-hmm. in a better way, like, a more interesting right. way. Yeah, and I also think it brought into play something that does happen is, like, the owner of the network and, like, the conglomerates trying mm. to have its hand in the news and kind of, like, yeah. the fight there between, like, striking a balance with what they want to get higher ratings versus what is true and what needs to be told. And they, like, went back and forth on that. I thought that was a really interesting angle. Mm. Yeah, it's a very um, poignant show to, like, the media landscape that we live in. Today. Yeah, for sure. And I just love anything Jeff Daniels is in. Me too. Yeah, you guys, you guys are big Jeff Daniels fans. He's um, in Shander. Oh my god, James. Oh my god. <laughs> we said that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I saw he has a little band with his son, and he played at the Michigan Theater. My parents and I Aww. went, and it was so good. He's so funny. He's just, like, lovable, I feel like. I know. He really is. He was in this show. Um, Sorry, I'm, like, rambling now, but he was in this show okay. called, oh, gosh, I want to say, oh, The Looming Tower, and it was through Hulu, and it was about, this is a, based on the true story of how the CIA and FBI were not working together when they were supposed to be pre-9-11 and sharing information. Mm-hmm. And had they shared information, they could have prevented 9-11 because mm-hmm. each side had gaps in their information. And if they had put all their information together, they could have like figured it out. And he was in charge of part of it or something. And it was based on the true story, based on a book called The Looming Tower, and it was really well done. And the guy who plays the accused in the Mauritanian plays a FBI agent, or a CIA agent in that show. And Jeff Daniels is in it, and it's really, really good. Hmm. Highly recommend. I think the best Jeff Daniels um, project is the movie Arachnophobia. (laughs) Have you guys seen that? No. No, It it doesn't sound like it. It's basically about um, spiders taking over. No, thank you. Oh boy, snakes on a plane. It's uh, I I think it's like a horror comedy something. I don't know. It's pretty fun and weird. Let me also just brag. I've said this on the podcast multiple <laughs> times, but I saw him live Kill a in To Kill a Mockingbird that was <laughs> written for the stage by Aaron Sork, and that will be my claim to fame. Is that I saw that. <laughs> That is that. that is a good claim, honestly. It was so good. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. Atticus Did he Finch. play the dad? He played Atticus, yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. Of course. Um, okay, number one. We're there. We're so close. No, we're Who wants to do it? it? Oh. Maggie, you oh. want to do number one? Wait, are we starting at five? No. no Shows that ended too early. For ended too early. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> wow. We went on a Sorkin rant. We did. We had a little Sorkin. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, the number one show that ended too early, another one of these cult classics, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, um, yeah. Freaks and Geeks kind of, like, made a bunch, like, started a bunch of huge actors' careers. We got I feel like Jason, I can list them all off. Yeah, Jason Segel. Lisa Cardellini. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Franco. James yeah. Franco. Busy Phillips. Um, oh, the little boy who ends up playing the FBI agent from Bones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That little boy. He's so cute. (laughs) Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. That was such a good show. It was very like. Judd Apatow, right? One of his first things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that show is so good. How many seasons were there? One or two? Just one. Ugh, everybody. I watched it ages ago, but I just it it's such a fun like snap snapshot of the night like late nineties. I feel like exactly, yeah, like the style and what was going on mm-hmm. and like what's going on with high schoolers and that kind of stuff and very interesting or characters actually, and dynamics there. Actually, I guess it wasn't a snapshot of the nineties because it takes place in nineteen eighty to eighty one. Oh, it's set in 90s. Detroit. Yeah, I never and knew that. Jason Segel's like a drummer in it, and they're auditioning right. for the new drummer of Cream, and he brings his like eighty-piece drum set to audition. It's so good. God, I have to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a long time. 
I know, it was good. But that definitely ended too early. I don't know why it ended. I feel like just nobody watched it and appreciated it in its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it was just another another one of those not realizing a good thing till it's gone kind of things. Right. That a, lot yeah. of, that a lot of these on this list are like. Right. Okay. Okay, we're moving on to, we're flipping the coin. Now we're going to do shows <laughs> that should have ended early. Earlier. earlier yeah. Um, so these are a little bit of bigger name shows because a lot of times, obviously big, big successful shows will run for many seasons. So, uh, Maggie, do you want to kick off number five? I'd love to. For number five, I actually was rewatching some of this show today, which is Game of Thrones. Game Mm. of Thrones. Now I was a big Game of Thrones fan and I still really enjoy a lot of it, but we all know the final season was really hated by most fans of it it was it like went back on all these character all this character development all this like storyline development like there were one of the big issues with the last season is you would see characters moving from place to place in such short amount of time like across their fictional country when in other seasons the whole storyline is like the whole season arc is based around them traveling to this place like just the time didn't match up everything was off Mm -hmm. um and the main issue is that the tv show went ahead of where the books were like george r R. martin hadn't even come up with the last i don't even know if he even going to yeah isn't the last one not even out yet in books i don't know i don't think so he's kind of like you guys are on your own for this right i don't think of it I might be wrong, but I don't even think he really contributed to the storyline of the um, TV show at, towards the end when they didn't have anything to go off of. But right. um, I think they either should have, like, waited <laughs> for the book to come out or just, like, I don't know, tied it up earlier, wrapped it up, like, yeah. maybe even two seasons earlier because the last two seasons were pretty downhill from the first yeah i remember everyone complaining on twitter about how they couldn't even like see the last episodes because it was so dark right there was one episode that was like a battle it was like the whole episode was a battle i honestly don't care for those kind of episodes at all but everyone on twitter was like i can't see what's going on i don't know who's killing who like what side's even winning right now yeah there was a lot of issues remember that starbucks coffee cup (laughs) um i have this very vivid memory of maggie and i were driving to i believe my house in lansing for whatever reason from ann arbor and i had just asked oh my god give me a brief (laughs) no we were going game of thrones i think we were going to ironwood oh yeah 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 we were driving up to ironwood to our friends for the fourth of july ironwood michigan and um I was like, Maggie, can you just give me a brief synopsis of what Game of Thrones is like? I don't even know what the story is. And it went on for 30 minutes. She was just trying to, like, basically tell the entire story, every character, like, every character arc, how they related to each other, because I've never seen any of it. Right. Yeah. So that's my experience with Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was really going over, like, every character and, like, the families trying to explain to you the families and how they're at battle and all that stuff. They're all incestuous. And I doubt you would remember even a lick of that today. (laughs) Uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Good job. (laughs) And she has... Dragons. Yes. Woo! Thanks, Kate. Sorry. Okay, Kate, do you want to do number four? This is your show. Yes. Well, let's not say that. Uh (laughs) Your entrance. Your entrance. Kate loves this show and everyone involved. (laughs) 
especially the lead character and everything he's ever done in his personal life. Um, no, number four is House of Cards. <laughs> and was this like the first Netflix original? I think this it was, was the first Netflix original that really took off. Oh, okay. like this was based on a BBC original that was based on a book. Um, oh. So this is the American version, like, with the American politics of House of Cards. And it's about, I guess he was, like, Senate minority or maybe majority whip or something like that. Frank Underwood was at the beginning. And then he slowly, spo- spoiler alert, works his way up and maneuvers in a certain way and then eventually becomes the president. And then his wife becomes the vice president. But that's where the show went downhill. So basically, <laughs> the first season, he's doing all these things very methodically. And... You're like, what? Why is he doing this? Why is he saying this to this person? And that's kind of like the whole season is you're trying to put it together. And he has all these relationships behind the scenes. And is making these very weird moves that, like, don't really make sense. And then in the second season, it all comes together and lines up for him. And his plan works. And I guess maybe he becomes, like, the vice president first. Um, and then it starts to go downhill. So I feel like the characters in this storyline was so enthralling, so good and unique, and you truly did not know what was going to happen at any moment. And there was a great buildup and a great payoff in seasons one and two, and then it started going downhill. And I want to say at the end of season four or five, they had it set up perfectly so that, because it's called House of Cards, it's going to fall down at some point on top of him. That's the plot. That should Mm -hmm. be the plot. And they had it lined up perfectly where he was about to, you know, get caught for everything and be convicted and all this stuff. And he was the president. And then they decided to renew it for another season. And then he got accused of all that stuff. And so they had to kill him off. And then his wife, played by Robin Wright, takes over. And so it just really, really went downhill. And they had the perfect opportunity to end it where it made sense and was like a complete ending. There was a lot of closure and it was still really well told. And they mm-hmm. decided to just like go against all odds of everything, all this, all these cases being built again against him just like disappeared. And then he died. So it was all for nothing anyway. So they should have ended that sooner because it truly was the thing that kind of got Netflix off the ground, I feel like, as a platform yeah. that makes shows. Um, so that was kind of annoying. I, I just pretend that nothing happened after season three at this point. The last season was such a disappointment. It's a show that I feel like I should have watched. You I should feel like just it's a watch show that one through three. Like. Um, yeah. Kate Mara's in it. Robin Wright, obviously. Mm, yeah, Kate um, Mara's in it. Maggie, what's that guy's name? Mahershala Ali's in it for the first and oh. second season. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Honestly, what a, what a great cast if it wasn't for the stain of I, And that's <laughs> the thing is, like, Kevin Spacey, I loved him as an actor. that is a great cast. Like, he was just objectively very talented. He was very, ta- he was very talented, definitely. Um, so that's annoying that Not he's a, talented a f- person. creep, but a predator. But anyways, that's my spiel on House of Cards. That was my favorite <laughs> show for the longest time. Yeah. Um, moving on to, I feel like one of the most widely known shows. Number three is The Office. Mm-hmm. So um, The Office has nine seasons, which is very long, but it definitely was of an era where like those comedy sitcoms like really mm-hmm. ran. Um 
in I think all of our opinions, it should have ended after Steve Carell left. Right. I think it should have ended with Steve Carell leaving, and it just should not have gone on. I think that was season seven, and it should not have gone on for those last two seasons. It was nice to see him come back in the very end, but also those two last seasons really weren't needed, and they could have just, like, had this legacy of having, like, a really wrapped up nice show, but they didn't. And it's sad because it's like, did they, my, I guess I'm confused as to, did they just not know what to do after he left? Or did they think, oh, let's just get a few like cool people in here to take over Mm -hmm. and that'll just be fun for a season. Like the guy who played Robert California, what's his name? He's in Blacklist. He took over and then like Idris Elba was in it. James yeah, Spader. James Spader, then Idris Elba, then Will Ferrell, and mm-hmm. then, like, Kathy Bates was in it when Stephen Carell was still in it. And then when they, like, merged with Saber or whatever it's called, um, Sabre, I don't know. Wow, remember. are you the office historian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, I just feel like it went downhill once they merged and introduced all these new characters. Like, obviously it was still funny, but then it started getting out of hand, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about how that thing happens when, like, they keep adding new characters mm-hmm. to sh- like long running shows like this, and then like old characters start to leave. Right. And by the end, it's like a completely. Different I feel like show. they like, slowly we start about... to do that, so you don't notice, and then it just gets worse. Yeah. And worse. Yeah. And then it's like I'm not even watching the same show. Like obviously, I think the addition yeah. of um, what's his name? He played Andy. Oh, Ed Helms. Ed Helms was like a yeah. good addition. I think. Yeah, he the was girl good. who plays Aaron was a good addition, um, but. It just got really out of hand when they just kept adding people. Like, every Mm -hmm. few episodes, I feel like they had a new storyline and cast and manager and everything. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. Jim left for a while, and then he came back ripped because he did 13 hours or whatever. And it was just like... (laughs) That was Uh, during that? John Krasinski. Oh, my gosh. I think it was... Maybe it was after that, actually. But he did leave and come back in shape from something. But I don't remember what. (laughs) That show, it is funny how that show really launched certain people's careers, but not, like, a lot of people live with The Office legacy, where right. John Krasinski and, like, Steve Carell, they definitely, you'd think of The Office, but you have so many other, like, points where you hit, yeah. Yeah. but then a lot of those characters... A lot of them are just, like, kind of character actors, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, I would say Ed Helms, Mindy Kaling, BJ Novak, Stephen Carell, and John Krasinski all had really good careers after, Rashida and like Jones. Went, Rashida Jones went, but she was yeah, brilliant Rashida and Jones. went on to do her own their own things and like had a career outside of the office. But then everyone else has really like clung on to the office because they can't get any other jobs, and so they all have like office mm-hmm. podcasts, and it's kind of just sad at this point. <laughs> yeah, they really live. I mean, the office like. It's still. I look at their Twitter account sometimes, and it still gets so much engagement. It's crazy. Like people, are, right. it's like one of the most popular shows. But I feel like it definitely has the identity now of being like a basic kind of millennial. Two thousand. Yeah, like type. it really is. I feel like Schitt's Creek is going it's down that road too. Oh, that's sad. Like it was that's a good so show, but now little... it's so millennial, and like all of the stickers at that one store. I always we always go to Rebel. Like, it yeah. used to be all office stickers mm. and mugs and, like, cards and stuff, and now it's all Shit's Creek, and I feel like it's such a millennial thing. Well, I'm yeah. going to keep that one in my – I'm going to keep that one in my pocket because that one is just good Yeah, comedy. I feel like it's a little – it's a little more original and unique. Right. Yeah. Than The Office. Um, yeah. Okay, number two. Who wants to do this one? I can do this one. Okay. Because I learned some things about this show. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys can talk about the other ones, but the main one of this. Go for it. Um, So number two is Grey's Anatomy slash Shonda in general. <laughs> Shonda shows. Now, I, I don't really watch. Wait, did Shonda do Bridgerton? Yes. Okay, I do like that one. Um, <laughs> I can already tell that but, one didn't go on for too long, though. But go ahead. Yes, I was gonna say that. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Her shows are just like the kind of shows that people get addicted to, and then she, they're like, oh, we're making buttloads of money, uh-huh. so we're never gonna stop making it. They get renewed for <laughs> like five Grey's seasons after the first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy. We have like eight million characters half of them died some of them come back to life i don't even know yes um she's currently okay so i don't watch the show but from what i understand meredith gray is currently in a covid coma yes. and so this my mom's is why watching all it. these old she can ca- come in and tell us right oh now. my god <laughs> <laughs> all these old characters are coming back in her dream so we're seeing patrick dempsey oh, yeah. should i call her show, in I here to seeing- update us <laughs> Sure. Let's just. My see. roommate is Let's just see. My roommate is pretty hey, sure that it's gonna end. Mom. Let's have a special guest. Oh my God, we're gonna get a special guest, guys. <laughs> special guest. Our first, our first ever guest. Oh my gosh, it is the first guest, and it's our first family member that's on the pod. Can you hear them? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hello, hear you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she came out of the coma yesterday. Oh yay! yay. <laughs> That's it. No. <laughs> Tell us about the whole. Like, what's been going on this season? Like, everyone who's dead came back in her coma, right? Everybody who's dead came back. So, obviously, her husband, Patrick Dempsey, McDreamy. 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 He's been out the whole time. And then, um. McSteamy? What? McSteamy. McSteamy. He came on it with his wife. Uh, what was okay, her name? Um, Lexi. And then they they didn't have a very big part in it, but they were in it. And then um, George. Did Christina Yang come back? No, she's, she's not dead. She's not dead. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is, shows you how much I know Grey's Anatomy. No, but I think they talked to her once on the phone. Like okay. somebody at the phone. Like she, she was in it somehow. She was, she, was bil- she was busy killing Eve. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, what else? Well, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to end? Oh, yeah. I think it's going to end this year. This year? Or are they going to do one more season? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe one more season. But I think they could end it this year. Do you think Meredith's going to die? No. No? No. Okay. No. And they just killed off one of their other characters. Who? Oh, yes, we liked him. He he exposed a sex trafficking ring and then got stabbed for it. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh no. When's the last time you guys saw it? Season three. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so I don't even remember. (laughs) Oh you guys, why do you even care? Well, we're just talking about how Shonda um keeps her all of her shows going too long that we can't even keep up. And I said my mom has stuck with It's too long though. Like I'm bored with it now because the last three seasons (laughs) has just been political stuff i mean like over the top like just put well no seriously but it's just they've been pushing the agenda that's all it's about it's not like it's naturally woven in it's like they're just the last three have been like that and it's just like okay okay i mean we hear it every day we get it mm. but yeah we don't need it's, that it's, in, it's, our, in our mean? entertainment yeah. it's just, just taken away from the show that's all it's been about so yeah, yeah so I, many of the characters are gone it's like what yeah. is the story anymore yeah the only original characters that are left i think are meredith and then the doctor that's bailey. her dad oh oh and bailey um that's her like 
Meredith's kind of dad, but not really. I'm trying to think, yeah. I guess Her that's dad's it. In it. He was the chief of medicine. His wife's name was Adele. Uh, yeah, Dr. Richard. Richard what? Oh. Richard Weber. Weber, Dr. Weber. So I think there's only like two or three original characters, if that, left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mom. You're our first guest. Oh. Yeah. That was oh, amazing. Was Am I on something? <laughs> well, yeah. You'll be on Spotify and iTunes in a few oh, days. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining. Oh, you guys are so welcome. Bye, guys. Go lay down. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. That was fun to have our first guest. Our first guest is my mom. That's going to be amazing. That's so fun This is Kate Westa. Debbie. Her name is Debbie. Our ally. Um, Okay, so we got the Grey's Anatomy update from her, but there are several other Shonda shows that need to die. That needed to die. So I am. They need on to the die just like being... every character. <laughs> I'm on the record for being a really big Scandal fan. Um, mm. Carrie Washington, love, love Carrie Washington. It got I can't crazy stand her. towards the end. Did it end? Um, it ended, yeah, in like 2014 or 2015. Did like Fitz's wife become president, seasons. Millie? Yes. Yes, and they killed <laughs> literally like the president, the guy that was elected president. Like Melly was running for presumably the Republican Party, and then the Democratic candidate got killed as he was accepting that like the presidency. Oh. And then they like somehow maneuvered oh, it, God. so Melly got it. It was crazy. And then also there's this whole plot line where Kerry Washington gets kidnapped for a few days. Oh yeah. And then, oh my God. Yeah, they have to like bargain with or like Fitz, who's the president, has to bargain with like these terrorists. It's crazy. It was good for like three I- seasons. Right, and I feel like it, that show almost kind of started off being, like, critically acclaimed. Right. Yeah. It like, started off really Did they well. win, like, Emmys and stuff? I think and I think Kerry Washington was nominated for some stuff, yeah. Um, and then it really just kind of became, didn't... like, bubblegum. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I remember liking it the first season or two. Maybe not even the second season. It got so out of hand. I never hand. watched it. The first season, the whole premise was kind of like these one-off stories. Yeah, episode, I liked that and better. And was, like, an overarching. Yeah, I really liked that, too. Mm. Um... I feel like it got out of hand also when her dad got involved and, like, her, yes. her mom that was, was estranged got involved and was, like, a bad person. Crazy. And then they were, like, yeah. bugging her house and all this stuff. Like, it got really – it just – it gets so out of hand, Shonda's shows. Like, she just does not track wealth season through season. Yeah, she is the king – or the queen of a perfect first season. Yeah. How to Get Away with Murder went on too long, too, yeah. right? Yeah, How to Get Away with Murder is the perfect first season. They wrap it up. like It is a lot like, I think, how you were talking about House of Cards, where they drop these little things, and then it all wraps up in that last episode. And then they kill off the second male lead, like the mm-hmm. non-Viola Davis lead in the second season. It makes no sense from there. Like, yeah, it why did went they down, kill that him one went down. That one went downhill so quickly. The first season, I think I watched the first three. The first season was, like, incredible television. Like, it honestly made me want to be a lawyer. I entered college as a pre-law because of How to Get Away with Murder. Like, I wanted to be Viola Davis. Imagine. I did that because of The Good Wife. Mm, yeah, that was a good show, too. But, um, I yeah, like we I said. I did because of Suits. <laughs> Mrs. Suits. Princess Suits. Like we said, um, Bridgerton will probably follow the same trajectory, and it'll be good for two to three seasons max, and then it'll get ridiculous. Right. But it already is ridiculous, kind of, so that's kind of why it'll be better. Yeah, it is different. It is a different Shonda show. Like, Shonda definitely does, doesn't really do, like, period pieces or, like... She usually likes to focus on a profession and um, right. 
Bridgerton is not that. So maybe it'll be different. Yes, it is. It's about the profession of being a duke or a duchess. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, honorable mentions. Max, do you want to do your first one? Oh, I'd love to. So my very favorite show, I would say probably my favorite show ever. So it hurts to put on this list, but it's X-Files. And this... So... I still enjoyed watching, like, every season, even though they were not as good as, like, probably the first seven or even eight seasons, um, because they went on to have, like, 13 seasons, I think, Oof. because of the reboot. They rebooted a couple... Oh, my gosh. I didn't hate the new... I didn't hate the reboot, actually, but the last season, I think, of the original series, David Duchovny left, who was the male lead mm-hmm. in the show, and... Like, the whole show was about him and Jillian Anderson's character's relationship. Well, they won't, they? And their... Yeah, and then they did, and then he left. That's so weird. <laughs> and it was a very annoying, and they added these truly horrible characters. Mm. And then you're watching, it's another one of those things where you're just watching a different show. Right. I still love it, and I still will watch those seasons, but I always stick to, like, like, if I want to watch good X-Files, you gotta stick to those first few seasons. Right. Update, my mom just texted me and asked, were we just hashtagging? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Cam, do you want to do the um, honorable mention? Yes, we were. The yeah, other so our other... Our other honorable mention is um, a little divisive. I think people typically lean the way that we decided. It's Big Little Lies. So Big Little Lies was only two seasons, but it was really originally presented as a limited series. So it was based on one book by Leanne Moriarty, who we talked about earlier, and star-studded cast. I think it was like a perfectly crafted se- like series. It was really coolly shot. Um, I thought it really wrapped up great. And then basically they just decided to do another season because all of their schedules aligned and they wanted to make it work and they loved working together um like reese and laura and nicole and shailene zoe kravitz so they did and they brought meryl on um the second season was definitely not as good as the first season but the way Mm -hmm. that i see it is that i would rather have that second season than not have it at all because it was still engaging to me however it definitely was not as good as the first season I remember enjoying a lot of parts of the second season, but Cam and I watched the last episode together, and I remember we just were kind of like, do you remember, like, at the end, we were like, that's it? Like, yeah. that's... We were, like, kind of let down It was really anticlimactic. It was anticlimactic, mm. yes. But Much I like the undoing. I, yeah. I will take the second season simply for I will not not be rich. Lord, <laughs> that. that is a... That's a moment of culture for me. It um, is. But... I liked in the second season how they were instead of like because I mean the plot of the whole thing like the plot about the um, like Nicole Kidman's marriage and all that was not as strong in the second season. They really leaned into like Zoe Kravitz's character and Laura Mm -hmm. Dern's character. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it wasn't as good. But uh, the first season really was pretty perfect in my opinion. I agree. Um, I feel like that's what's going to happen with flight attendant is that they're off book now literally off book yeah um are they doing another season and they're just kind of going on their own so Ah, that that's a little worrisome but we'll see how it goes i want to rewatch that show i really too i'll watch it for the first time kaylee cuoco (laughs) i am a fan i am now yeah 
Okay. Number one. Maybe I'll be. This is something I feel really passionately about, but can we do it all together? Number yeah. one show that should have ended yes. early is Glee. You guys know Glee was a formative text for me. Glee was super important, and I will talk a little bit about my obsession with Glee. So I was so obsessed with Glee, but my swim coach told my mom it was too inappropriate for me to watch. So I was only allowed to watch. Okay, what business did your swim coach have doing that? I don't know. I don't know. Holly, I'm coming for you. So... Um, I was allowed to watch the entire first season, and then for some reason, the second season got raunchier. I don't think it did. But she told my mom that it was too raunchy for me to watch, and it was airing live, so my mom couldn't really watch it before me, and so I couldn't watch it, or I could only watch pre-approved episodes. Oh, my god! And then, this is a great story, I we had a babysitter, and my babysitter liked Glee, too, and so I told the babysitter I was allowed to watch Glee, and I told Cooper, I will give you... Like $5 if you don't tell mom that we watched Glee. Well, of course, Cooper tells my mom, and then he goes, Oh, well, there goes the $5 I was supposed to get. (gasps) So I got doubly in trouble. Oh, what a snitch. He was like six years old, but. Six six year old snitch. I saw Glee in concert. I saw the (laughs) movie premiere the day it came out. They have a movie? Yeah, it's a concert movie. Oh, Oh my gosh. It's really important to me. Um, it's so, it's really hard for me to say, like, talk about it as a good show now because I feel like so much of it is problematic and so much of it could not be done today. And there's just so much, um, I guess history with people like Leah Michelle now that it just is not it. But the first three seasons, specifically the first two seasons are just like great television if they took out all the problematic parts. And then immediately (laughs) once they all graduate high school, it gets bad and we don't need them going to New York. And it's like like split, yeah, split stories. And somehow they're always going back to wherever it was set, Pennsylvania. Lima, Ohio. Oh, Ohio, Ohio. Um, Kate, did you watch Glee when it was out? I was not allowed to watch it when it was out. I just watched it for the first time during uh, the beginning of quarantine. But oh, I stopped right. watching I when they went never... to New York because it was so bad. The last episode uh, I saw was Kiki. Let's have a Kiki. Oh. I never, like, had the desire to watch it or ever really watched it growing up, like, when it was airing. I would see, like, clips of it after – I would see little bits of it after New Girl, like, the right. later mm, seasons, I feel like, yeah. after New Girl because it was on after New Girl. Um, but really had no desire to watch it but did pick it up a couple years ago when cam told me to <laughs> and watched like the first the season. first yeah three seasons were good i still like when i started watching it like a year ago or whatever i would fast forward all the musical numbers unless it was like it's crazy naya or mercedes to me. i owned all of the cds understandable like, you guys don't understand how obsessed naya and mercedes i was um it would have been perfect if they just all graduated and then it ended yeah another issue Another director or like showrunner, Ryan Murphy takes things too long. Yes, that's what I was just gonna say. Mm-hmm. I agree. He really takes things too long, and then they did like a last ditch effort in the sixth season to um like get a whole new cast. They were like, we're gonna get a whole new cast except for like Rachel and Kurt, who are gonna be like that keep their New York storylines and it was terrible and laura dreyfus is in that cast there's like some actually famous people that were or, like oh, yeah. in that weird like oh, little yeah. cast they brought in supergirl and then it got cut it was so bad that they cut the season and just had them do like the last episode like <gasps> after six episodes yeah oh my gosh yeah i have no interest That's in crazy. watching that i didn't even like it when like marnie the girl who's supergirl now was in it and like 
Did All you guys watch the Glee Project? So no, what's that? Oh my god, what was the that? The Glee Project was. I remember it. They vaguely. did um, a show on Oxygen Network, which I don't even know <laughs> who owns that. NBC maybe. They um, and they did a they did a competition show to get on Glee, and that's how like um melissa benoist from supergirl was on it that's how alex newell who's a star now and has like the biggest like college frat song of all time kill the lights um oh my god there's like a couple broadway people that were on it that way so there are like a number of people that it was just like a competition show they did a similar one for the legally blonde musical um you guys don't glee was like everything to me but it really got bad like i even watching it when i was watching it it got bad yeah um so i'm like fully fully able to recognize that it um it didn't do too well glee is another one of those shows where a lot of the cast has not really lived up to their potential beyond the show right well most of them are dead Mm -hmm. or canceled three of them well three out of the main characters is a lot Leah Michelle, like Rachel Berry yeah. was just too much Leah Michelle that I think everyone saw th- right through who Leah Michelle was. And, right. Um, exactly. Well, but Darren you know Chris what? Has had a career. Diana Agron. Yeah. That is a good transition. Shiva baby. We watch. Did you watch it, Cam? No, I just listened to a pot. The oh. last Patricia's pot episode. Well, Maggie and I watched Shiva baby, which is what is it on? Apple TV. Apple. What's it called? Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Um, oh. but Diana Agron's in it. Molly, what's her name? Um, Gordon. Gordon, and then what's the main? She's girl's in a lot. Name? Um, Rachel Sennett. Yes, and then the director. Yeah. It's her first time directing, but it was a short to begin with, and then it got picked up as a full movie, and it's about. That's why it felt yeah, like a short. <laughs> there was. It's about this girl, um, who's going to a shiva, which is like. A A after party june funeral jewish funeral and her (laughs) sugar daddy shows up with his shiksa shiksa wife which is she's like just white blonde non-jewish um who is diana agron with this Mm -hmm. his their kid their baby and it's like the most stressful people said it's uncut gems for women it's like for (laughs) jewish women because it's so fast-paced and stress-inducing it's a special like it's about a girl who's just graduating college so for me it was very stressful because like all the family is like what are you gonna do with your life was blah, it blah. Funny, and i'm like this is hitting like- this is hitting too- it was funny okay. it was funny the the whole thing about the everyone in the family being like oh my god do you even eat you're so you skinny anorexic? like yeah it's so like triggering and like but like in it a puts funny you way in that position um, but- and then she like you know, there's just stressful things keep happening. Like, she loses her phone, and then her, with all these, like, texts that she sent to the guy, and then the mm-hmm. wife is there, and she's making, like, they're trying not to ex- get exposed, and, like, all this stuff, and it's just, mm-hmm. it puts you in that position so well. Um, I don't think I would watch it again, just because it's so stress-inducing, but yeah, it's really good. Watch it. It's a great directorial debut. I have a fun fact about um this movie. Um, the mom in it is the naked brother's mom. Really? Oh I God. thought she was so he's fun Nat, and pretty. He's Nat and Alex. She's Nat and Alex Wolf's mom. Yeah, she's she was really good. I liked. I her liked a lot. her a lot too. And the dad, he's in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I've been seeing him so much lately. Yeah, same. I love him. I would recommend that movie. That was a good, fun little I would too. watch. It, it was a it was, short it was watch. Very original. Yes, exactly. And it did feel like a short. You're right. It all happened. Mm-hmm. Basically, it all happened 
in that one house. In one place, yeah. And that it was just yeah. they filmed it in a real house and it was super hot and yeah. It was cool. it was very good. Yeah. Um, do we, I know we did this a couple of episodes ago, but I thought it was fun. Do we want to bring back recommendations to end the episode? <laughs> sure. Sure. I have one. Oh, That's no, why I was I thinking of it. And I wanted to talk about it earlier, but I've been watching this show. It's on HBO Max. I think it is premiering or premiered on Comedy Central and they're working on a second season. It's called The Other Two. Um, I watched that, Cam. Starring Drew Tarver and, um. I Drew Tarver is one of the funniest person, people on the planet. Who is and, this man? Person's um, people. Drew Tarver and Helena York. He's on Comedy Bang Bang a lot. Uh. It is really funny. It's like one of the shows, first shows in a long time that I've laughed out loud at. Basically, the premise, Kate, is that um, there's like two, like Drew Tarver is an a- uh, actor in New York and um, his sister is about the same age and she's kind of struggling to find her career. And then their little brother blows up based off of a YouTube video, very similar to Justin Bieber. They're kind mm-hmm. of like basing him off of Justin Bieber and it's how they like deal with him like getting all of this fame. Yeah. And he's like 16 and wildly successful and they're like old and they they don't know what, Ooh, I'll have to watch. what their, where their life is going. But it's really fun. Molly Shannon's in it. And... Yeah, she's the mom. And um, Ken Marino, who also was in Party Down, to bring it back mm-hmm, to Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with his character. It's called Streeter, like Scooter. Like, it's literally <laughs> yeah. parroting Scooter Braun. So that's another reason yeah. I love that's that. That's so funny. I'll Braun. have to watch. Yeah. Um, my recommendation is The Mindy Project. <laughs> it's Mindy Kaling's show. Um, and it's like obviously it's not based on her life because she plays an OBGYN, but it's like her upbringing and her personality is very much the same. Um, and it's a great cast, and it's very well written. And it's like I have a lot of LOL moments where I laugh out loud. I think it kind of goes downhill once it hits the third season, but the first two seasons are so funny and so good. And I would recommend that to anyone who is a fan of New Girl and, I guess, The Office. I have a lot of shows to watch hmm. after this episode. Yeah. Maggie, what's your rec? I, never wa- I don't know why I never watched The Mindy Project, but, okay, let me think about it for a second. <laughs> um, What have I watched? What have I watched? It could be music or a book or a food. podcast. Oh, God. Oh, no. Have you not been intaking any media recently? Okay, I'll be honest with y'all. I've been intaking anime. <laughs> so, I... My recommend... Yeah, exclusively hentai. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I've been watching Attack on Titan, which is, like, the most... I would say probably the most famous oh my gosh. anime Hentai's in America. Porn. Yes, oh my hentai gosh, I is Googled it. I need to I need to delete my history. I just Googled it because I've only oh ever heard gosh. it said. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, Maggie, go on, go on. I have to clear my history while Wait. you're talking. Wait, isn't it porn with tentacles? I think that's two different things. I'm not gonna Google it though, so Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, it it means porn. <laughs> oh my gosh, whoops. But anyways, I don't watch hentai, guys. Um, I've been listening to some girls that I've been listening to for a while, but I've particularly been loving them this week, and that is Boy Genius, Why have Phoebe I- Bridgers, yes. 
Lucy Dacus and um, Julian Baker. Ugh, me and my dog. Just, they love that song. Yes, I love me and my dog. Mm, gotta and... say, I've only ever heard of Phoebe Bridgers, but it's their little trio. They did a little EP oh, called Boy that. Genius, and that's like that's like I think their little group's name slash the name of the EP. But I think it's amazing and perfect, mm-hmm. and it's just six songs. And I was listening to it on um, the plane, and it was just – it's just – has such nice harmonies, yes. and they're all, like – they're all kind of that Phoebe Bridgers, like, kind of rocky slash folky style with just the best lyrics. I've just been enraged at how good Phoebe Bridgers' lyrics are. They're crazy. They're so Because I was trying to good. write a song – I was trying to write a song, and then I'm looking at hers. I'm like, how do you think of this stuff? Why are you so good? It's so it's oddly angering. specific, but still relatable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I always sing that. Um, I always... Oh, yeah. I always sing that, too, and it, it worries Jacob. <laughs> but there's... um, Boy Genius reminds me of Brandy Carlisle's um, little... Oh, High Women. High, high Women. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I yeah. love their album, too. Brandy and Marin and theirs is definitely um, more Natalie country, Hemby but... and Amanda Shires. Um, yeah, that it's more that. yeah, it's more folky and country, but it's still really good. Um, Love it. Well, thanks for giving recommendations, y'all. Thanks. Yeah, man. It was so nice talking. Um, I'm really excited to see what culture happens in between now and next recording. Yeah, now we I have hope... no award shows, so. We're, it's a free reign. Really. What episode is this? 18? 18. Wow, we're getting close to 25. We'll it's do a special legal. event. <laughs> yeah. Live podcast, tickets in bio. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> for our 11 listeners, just kidding. And check us out. I made a TikTok for us called Culture <gasps> Countdown. Oh, you did? I haven't posted anything yet, but I did make a TikTok. Um, and I've been posting Instagram reels. You have? So, I posted one. I need yeah. to watch it. It's it just, has it's just the wet uh, ass boing. Yeah, it's just. I was listening to a really um, old episode but... of um of Lost Culturistas today, and they were like talking about this. They were like talking about famous people they knew who dated like younger men. And they didn't want to expose the people because they were talking crap. And they were using really funny audio like that, too. It was so funny. Oh, my god! Like, wow, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Also, shout out to my mom, Deb, famously an ally, for being our first guest. Our first guest. (laughs) Yeah, our first guest. That really just happened. And um, it's it's a moment in Culture Countdown history, of course. Wow. Maybe one day we'll have another guest. Maybe one day. Hope so. But maybe not. If they're worthy. Um, okay, well, I love you guys. Love Talk you guys. To you Talk to you later. Love Mwah. you guys. Bye. Bye. Peace and love. Ooh.